0: You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple braided stakes on multiple surfaces. He's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor made stallion. Call today to book.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me, as always, from the farm today is uh, the great Michelle Yu. Michelle. Welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you, Billy.
1: It's it's such Just a great I'm doing
2: my duty, cleaning poop
1: right now. I understand. you know what? I you gotta clean <laughs> poop. That's part of our lives is cleaning poop. Thankfully my children are all older, so I don't clean a lot of poop, but I am gonna be at Santa Anita tomorrow morning and that's the most exciting news we have.
2: Yeah, that is pretty cool uh, to see that. I mean, the inkling back of owners in the morning, hopefully that will develop to owners in the afternoon. Just make sure everyone that's coming out, social distance and follow the rules so you don't ruin it for everybody else.
1: Follow the rules. Well, listen, speaking of following the rules, we're going to get it. We had so many great races over the weekend, but one race really stood out and it meant a lot to our guests today, who are Tom and Debbie Stoll the they're going to give you their official titles but i think they're the owners of Tommytown Town Thoroughbreds and their farm uh, Tom Debbie welcome to the show
3: thank you yep yeah. uh,
1: now uh, you had a great weekend i mean congratulations this is this is a, a grade 1 win with a lot of roosters for a keeper of the stars Uh, Tell us just before we're going to get, we're going to come back to Keeper of the Stars, but tell us a little bit about what went into uh, uh, your weekend where you watched, how excited you were. Give us a little glimpse. Uh, It was a long day. (laughs) Long day? (laughs) She was only in the 11th race. Yeah.
3: Long day waiting. Eleventh race, eleventh hole.
1: <laughs> well, that's got to be a sign. I mean, did you have did you have some people over? Did you did you have a big party, or was this just you two going crazy watching TV?
4: <laughs> Pretty much just the you
1: Oh, you yeah, got. That's
2: my favorite way to watch a race. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like to be by myself too. All right, well let's. We'll come back to Keeper of the Stars, Tom, Debbie, uh, Tommytown Thoroughbreds. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved. I believe it was back in the year 2000, if I'm if I'm reading correctly from your website. Um, but give us a little, uh, uh, give our listeners a little idea of you, of how you got into the game.
4: We actually got in the game in 1983. Unfortunately, a friend of ours introduced the racehorses, which we would have never got in other than meeting him. He had a small farm out in in Hammett. Uh, long story short, bought a uh, a horse from him and uh, started with Walter Greenman, which was became a very good friend of ours. And most of his horses were were at the low end. We did get one other one that we bought. It was a uh, Philly by the name of Falati Doe, and she, she's the one that kind of got us hooked. She won multiple races, uh, up to a quarter million dollars back then, so that was uh, kind of how we got hooked.
1: Yeah, you, there always is a hook. So that was the hook. You got hooked on one horse, and now you have a farm, and you stand stallion. So what was, the, what was the transformation process? Give us a little bit of that, That the idea of how you go from one horse and being hooked to now having stallions stand on your farm and winning grade ones.
4: Well, after that, we kept trying to buy more more horses, and, and it ended up that they were lower quality, and I finally said, I really would like to go for more quality. And uh, that's when we went looking for a farm, and and we bought Tommy Town in uh, 2000. Then went to Kentucky and bought uh, 100 and some mares, and uh, we had a few stallions. We had Lord
3: Carson, Bob Bell. Oh, great broodmare wow. sire. Yeah, so. that's a that's a pretty big
2: leap to go from. Uh, you know, just I—I I think that I can do better, and this is—I'm going to be fully in now. Well, that's yeah.
4: a, was a big, <laughs> big, move. So we have uh, now we have uh, ministers' wild and We're just starting a new style in uh, Stanford.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
4: so that t- to to try to get the quality up, we've been buying uh, Kentucky yearlings for the last several years. So we ended up with uh, it tiswell. well. She won a Grade One. She's a broodmare for us back in Kentucky. She won the cotillion which is a main dollar uh, Grade One. We had another one we bred out of one of our si- sires here, Let Faith Rise, that won a Grade One. And then now, now we got another one. Pretty exciting.
1: Oh, it's very exciting, and and uh, it's exciting. And also, to have you in California? Obviously, we know the the old saying: "It pays to own cowbreds." We own a bunch of cowbreds. If you're going to race in California, you have to have cowbreds. Also, tell us a little bit about um, your pride in the California breeding industry.
4: Well, to be honest with you, the California breeding industry is pretty difficult because of the quality mares that we have in California are. are obviously not what you're gonna find in Kentucky and just it's, it's difficult to have a stallion be successful with the California program because I like I said in my opinion the the mayors overall are ju- they're just not the not the quality and uh, the the mayors that I have the my better mayors I, I leave in Kentucky but I like the program here they have a, a good bonus pool if you get a good if you get a good uh, racehorse you can do very well
1: as you know oh yeah absolutely you can do very well but okay you go to the sale first of all you buy 100 broodmares now you're starting to really pick up this program but you're going to keeneland who are tell us a little bit about your team um obviously we know jonathan wong is the trainer of keeper of the stars you've had other trainers you've had relationships um uh, Keeper of the Stars. I believe you went to uh, bought as a yearling for 180,000. Tell us a little bit about that team that picked her out, and and what you're looking for in the future. <laughs>
4: well, the, the story on that particular horse is, is somewhat interesting because I do all the bidding, and the team that looks for him is the ranch manager, Mike, Mike Allen, my wife, and myself. And that that particular horse, my wife had never bid before. And I kind of said I had a number set that was less than the 180, and my wife wanted it pretty bad. So I said, well, then you're gonna have to bid on it. So I bought but her. She was pretty nervous.
1: Wait but- a second. Oh, this is this is great. This see this is why Wait, we have this. people I on love the show. This. <laughs> Let's time out. Let's go back. So you you usually do the bidding, Tom. You've done all the talking. I need you to be quiet now and let Debbie step in. <laughs> Debbie, what did you love about Keeper of the Stars? And tell us a little bit about this process oh. of of bidding. <laughs> Her confirmation
3: is outstanding you know, she's got a great shoulder she's a beautiful, beautiful filly, huge strides. So when we got up there, you know, we, between Mike and Tom and myself, we all cumbers and we were pricing a number of 160 on 160, her. And when she got to that number, Tom was like, okay, you know, like we're gonna leave now. Like, no, 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 no. I got a number. I want her. They so on her. So I did.
1: And was it nice. one more bid? So it went one sixty, one seventy, and you got it for one eighty. Do you ever find out who the underbidder was? No,
2: no we never
3: did. not
2: who it was. She just no gloating there. Uh, ben, <laughs> did you name her too, or who gets who gets to get the naming
3: rights to all of these? It's hard because we have so many we have to name. So her, I just love that song, Keeper of the Stars. I tip song. my hat. Oh,
2: oh, I know it. <laughs> oh, geez. We got Michelle
1: singing. De- Tom and Debbie, Our I am sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm a good country singer. What are you talking about?
1: That's so,
3: where her
1: name came from. Uh, from the song? Okay. Tom and Debbie Stoll from TommyTown Thoroughbreds. Um, give us a little uh, uh, Jonathan Wong, first grade one win uh how did you first every how did you... stake
2: for him for this mayor actually he that was his first grade three grade two and grade one
1: wow did you did, uh, give Correct. us a little, a little talk to us about uh, uh mr wong and, and his training style
2: uh
4: we were running a few horses up north and uh i think was, we were with jerry holland for a, at the time but Jerry's pretty expensive. We were looking for somebody if we could more affordable to race up there and we're looking at the racing for him and he kind of stood out because he has such a great win percentage that um, I had Mike Allen contact and see if he'd been training for us, which he was. And
3: uh, He's a great communicator.
4: Yeah, he's he's been he's been a great communicator. He's a, I mean, I, I like Jonathan a lot. Uh, But then when Jerry had his issues, we had been with him just only a short time, a few months, I believe. And we decided to, we had to transfer these horses somewhere, so we decided to give them to uh, Jonathan. And it's just been a great relationship since. He's got all our horses right now,
3: almost. Everything that's out here, he has. He's got what, 35 horse? That's a huge number. Uh, We've, 30, talked about more
2: some of the, we've talked about some of the races that you guys have won, including Keeper of the Stars. Is that your favorite win, or is there something else that sticks out in your mind as a favorite memory? We're all about experience on this show.
4: I have to say that the favorite was uh, It tis well winning the Cotillion. That was, we were there, you know, we had to watch this race at home. Yeah, uh, I watched. can't say we didn't yeah. jump up and down just as much, but. And win the cotillion, that was a that was a big deal. That was
3: pretty darn exciting. Wasn't and you guys to win. Yeah. You guys do a lot of breeding as
2: well as purchasing at sales. Do you have anything coming up that we need to keep an eye out on?
3: Yeah, we do. We oh yeah,
2: we do. Oh, tell us, Wait, tell come us.
1: Come on, we need scoop here. Uh, we, we got, got gamblers that listen to the sure. show.
4: Well I, I, I don't buy Colts ever but the, the the owner of the mare for uh it is well asked me if i would look at his colt which I'm trying to be polite I, I did and uh i mean i i ended up buying it
3: <laughs> was that
2: sentimental or what, is that what, because he his, looks darn wait, good and what's
1: his <laughs> name
3: no, no i
2: don't
4: there's no sentimental there it, that horse he was outstanding. He's he's a he's we just finally got him on a, he's a late late full, May late May full. We just finally got him on the track about a month ago and I'm
1: pretty and, happy. And what's
2: his name so we can put him in our stable mail? Honorable
1: one. Honorable, honorable one. one. Okay, we got that. O
3: N E oh. or W O N. H O N.
1: Oh Honorable. Oh okay. All right. Okay. We You're got out, it. Out of honor. You're oh, out of honor, honor code. code. There you go. Okay, we got it. Right, Tom Debbie stole uh, Tommytown Thoroughbreds. Give us one pitch for the farm. This is your. This is your chance for a. Uh, this is like your own little infomercial. So uh, tell our audience, you know, uh, 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 a little bit more about Tommytown Thoroughbreds and and pitch them so that they come and give you a call.
4: I'm not much of a pitcher. I mean. <laughs> We we found this farm. I'd looked for three years to find a farm, and my wife wanted me to come up and look at this farm because her brother uh, lives in this neighborhood. And I kind of refused to come up here because I I didn't think the weather was gonna be all that good. So it's cold. <laughs> and then it came back in a market, and I came up here and, and uh, came Friday. over the on a Friday. Came over the pass, and I, and I looked at and said, "Why the hell didn't you get me up here sooner?" You know. And we saw a farm. I told her we we're going to buy this farm no matter what. I mean, it's just a very unique farm.
1: Oh, that's you know that's great, and it's great to hear from you guys. And it's it's we uh, one last question. Well, two year old sales. Will you guys be uh, prominent at the upcoming two year old sales? I noticed most of them are yearling purchases for you.
4: I just I just bought one. Uh, Florida. Bought American Pharoah. Philly. Uh, Justin Cassie is a. We trained with Mark Cassie also, but he he had this one that was supposed to go in a two-year-old sale, and they canceled it and called me, and, and uh, we ended up buying it. And we don't go to too many two-year-old uh, sales. We have mainly been doing the yearlings. We used to do the winglings, but that didn't work out too good. So now we're done with
1: the year-wise. I think if there's... if there's It a... sounds
2: like you guys get all the inside information, though, from these people calling you with good horses. It's so much better to get a call and you like him so much you buy him rather than you just feel obligated to look
3: at.
4: Well, I mean, he, he sent me the video of it, of it running, and, and he highly recommended it, and I do trust his judgment. We, we ended up buying one over in France from, from him also. But
1: All right, guys. This horse had nice stride. <laughs> you, you, uh, you've been in the game for a long time. You've obviously had great success. Give, give our audience a little bit of advice if they're first time owners getting into the game. I want to hear from Debbie first. Debbie, what advice would you give a first time owner?
3: I would say, I mean, to do it, you need, typically need to be a horse lover, which I am, obviously, and be involved. You know, stay involved. Just, just don't sit on the sidelines. Tom? I think you know, watching train and all that is important.
4: Uh, actually, I'd say if, if you're going to get in the game, you've you got to know somebody that that understands the game well enough to help get you started. Because if you just walk in there blindsided, I think it's, it's a tough industry
1: yes we know that trust us both people on the phone know that uh tom debbie stall tommytown thoroughbreds congratulations on a huge grade one over the weekend with keeper of the stars we look forward to seeing you guys soon when we reopen and hopefully we'll all be at the track uh, in the not so distant future
2: cheering together <laughs>
4: looking forward to it all right you guys stay
1: safe and keep up the good work and uh we'll be right back on the horse ownership experience thank
0: Come join us at Santa Anita for exciting live thoroughbred action from now until June
4: 21st. And with our new Ultimate Fan Experience, you can get immersed in Santa Anita like never before. Your Ultimate Experience package includes a meet and greet with a trainer at their barn in the morning, breakfast at Clockers Corner, a box for the day, and an afternoon tour, including visiting track announcer Frank Miramati in the announcer's booth. For upcoming events, guarantees, and everything that's happening at the Great Race Place, visit Sananita.com slash events.
1: Welcome back to the horse ownership experience. Nice people, Michelle, nice people, Tom and Debbie Stole from uh Tommytown Thoroughbreds, right?
2: Very exciting. Yeah, and a big weekend for them. That's crazy, right, to not know anything about Thoroughbreds and just jump right in with both feet like
1: And the 100 oh, I thought and, yeah, <laughs> 100 broodmares. broodmares. That's serious, and I'm sure you are so excited uh, about possibly naming their horses.
2: I Oh my gosh, you have no idea. <laughs> I have my 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 list whipped out right now, and I love the country song angle there's actually a quarter horse breeder that names a lot of horses after country songs yeah and you can name thoroughbreds the same as quarter horses i there's some i totally want to steal
1: okay well do you have one on th- off the top of your head
2: um uh, oh my gosh no <laughs> i
1: watched a cool show did, the other night a
2: second ago too i
1: watched this show where we they on the
2: night that was a good one. Sorry.
1: Oh yeah i watched this show where they um they have songwriters come in and they pitch their own oh, songs yes have you seen that uh-huh. show? I've
2: seen the previews. I have not watched the actual show. And they
1: had, um, who's the big country outfit? There's two guys, something county line.
2: Oh, Florida Georgia line? Florida
1: Georgia line. Yes. I had never heard of them. I am embarrassed to say. But oh, they were really, really good. Well, they have the, a couple they of big songs. They
2: did like a song with Nelly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were really good. And I thought it was really interesting how these songwriters, what they do and how they come up with the songs. It was, it was mm-hmm. amazing. I found it fascinating.
2: I actually wouldn't mind to watch it. I, I have seen it advertised. We just don't end up, literally.
1: Well, you have no time right now. You are, you it, are but... insane. You are you're broadcasting on like nine different channels. You are breaking <laughs> babies, and you're taking care of two babies during the pandemic. Oh, tell me about it. But as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh the pandemic is over.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, it's not. The pandemic is not over. It's not Finley. over. No. Since
1: I can go back to the track, it's not over. No, it is absolutely not over. <laughs> we also had another announcement today and that's that Delmar is going to start their meet on uh, Friday, July 10th. They're going to run 3 days a week and right now Which it's is earlier
2: sp- than they normally do. Right, it is just spectatorless.
1: Uh but with the the word is out that their the owners I believe will be uh, at least the owners and maybe a guest or two will be allowed on the facilities on the premises to watch the races so
2: oh good i haven't I, heard that well yet. that's Excellent. the kind of
1: that's the kind of rumor mill i don't even know if i should be starting right. a rumor mill you but, shouldn't start rumor mill. well there is speaking of rumors um well, let's talk about something
2: it. N- bad though you know on the backside, uh no we have a lot of we don't kids that are out of school. And when we moved down to Delmar, a lot of the women that they're there bring their kids or, you know, guys that are grooms bring their wives. And that has been kiboshed. There is no, you put the kibosh on that. Yeah. No kids, no wives, no non-working employee, no non working people on the backside. Will you be down there? Well, I mean, I don't know because if like, obviously we're at the barn a lot with my kids. And if we can't be on the backside with our kids, then I'm not going to go and sit in a camper down at Delmar for the whole summer.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll miss you. Um, But, you know, I was about to say, speaking of the rumor mill, there was something that I just want to bring up. Uh, The whole uh, Twitter Gary Stevens COVID thing was really poorly handled, I felt, uh, by a certain reporter that uh, just came out and said he had COVID. And then obviously he didn't. And the the worry was that Gary was around a lot of people. Um, You know, people be responsible with your reporting of rumors.
2: And yeah, just say like sources say. Well, you know what? If I tell Billy something, I'm a source on whatever I want to say. I'm a source. Like, that's crap. It's crap.
1: Yeah, especially nowadays, and especially with everything that's going on with Twitter. Just, just be responsible. Just think. And people's private health conditions. That's
2: health, exactly. Yeah,
1: that doesn't need to be out there. Let's just nope. let's just say that. Now there was another rumor going around that actually was true, and that's the the positives for uh, Charlatan. Um, and still unfair and ha-
2: unfairly handled in my
1: opinion. terribly handled terribly um, you handled don't, you don't
2: come out and say uh, allegedly you know we have rumors that two horses tested positive and they both belong to one and person And no
1: like, one knows what it was i mean there's rumors right. out there it's all rumors and innuendo and when it finally comes out i've spoken to people on my end i think there will be a uh, a, a pretty lengthy uh, explanation and you know i don't I just don't like the labeling, and it was so bad for our sport, Michelle. I don't think yes. there's many people uh, like you and I out there that love the sport and are passionate enough, uh, uh, passionate about the sport, and basically our whole lives are this sport. And when things come out like that, it just you just want to bash your head on the on my desk. I just mm-hmm. I literally was so depressed. And whether it's true, whether it's not true, whatever. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's figure it out. Let's let's find out all the facts before we start making accusations. And that's right. that's my soapbox for the day. Um, mm-hmm. And that's fine. If the facts come out and you have an opinion, you you are allowed your opinion. Uh, but until that time, let let's all take a deep breath and and do it the right way. Well, people feel can't handle
2: themselves. Being on social media means that they think that like they are not accountable for what they say
1: right and they are and it affects people and affects your livelihood it affects affects everything so Mm -hmm. again everybody just be careful take a step back and relax now i just saw another thing and i i hate to report this michelle but this just happened it appears nadal is done did you see this sad Mm -hmm. i mean this is like another depressing thing that uh condular fracture uh nadal is uh retired and this just got hot off the press, was, I believe, uh, broken by a uh, blood horse, possibly um, yep. undefeated. And, and it's just another. Listen, these things happen. Right. We know that. Um, mm-hmm. But it just our, our sport. We need superstars. Um, our sport thrives on on these hero horses, and for years we've been talking about how do you market the sport, how do you market the stars, how do you you know when they when they just you know run in these triple crown races and then they retire. And here's just another interest, instance of a of a fascinating animal, an unbelievably talented animal, a beautiful animal that you know his career cut short by injury. And uh, it's and it's the, just but a the shame. good
2: news is he is going to be okay. He already had surgery. At, uh, Santa Anita, we've got a full surgical suite on the backside. Um, I mean, I, I would guess Ryan did it, but I, I can't necessarily about Dr. say Ryan that. Carpenter. I, I should have called yeah. Ryan and maybe you should we should have will. called him and asked him. Yeah. Um, uh, well, he probably isn't surgery. <laughs> but, he might be, um, he is going to be retired to be a stallion. So that's the good news is that it was, you know, it was diagnosed after a work and he's going to be fine from that standpoint. Um, and, you know, in some horses, you probably could come back and race again. But, you know, with this particular instance where they're valuable as a stallion, you just don't take that risk.
1: Right. Apparently, he's going to stay. He will stand at Spendthrift, uh, which is Wayne Hughes. And um, I'm reading the article right now. There was no uh, stallion deal mentioned, but I heard it was in the uh, very, very high uh, double digit seven figure range. So that's again, we're not spreading rumors, uh, and I don't want to say so. Uh, but I, I just feel bad for his connections. I know uh, our good friend uh, Kerry Radcliffe uh, had picked him out and bought him for seven hundred thousand at the Gulfstream sale, and Carrie, you know, loved this horse, and so did George Bolton, both who are mm-hmm. regulars on our show. Remember our George Bolton interview?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, at
1: Delmar. <laughs> at Delmar. That was great. So if you want to, if we we have interviewed uh, both Carrie Radcliffe and George Bolton, go back through the archives and find those interviews if you're interested in hearing about their success stories in the horse racing business. So that's all the bad news. Let's get to some of the good news. There was some great racing. We've talked about Keeper of the Stars winning the grade one for Tommytown Thoroughbreds and uh, Jonathan Wong gets his first grade one at Santa Anita over the weekend. What'd you think of that race, Michelle?
2: Uh, you know, it was honestly, I thought it was a challenging race. And I didn't think that she was going to be able to get the kind of trip that she got because her numbers were really good. But like, I just thought that it was going to be a lot more pace heavy for some reason. And it just didn't unfold that way. And she got a beautiful trip and she ran awesome.
1: A little disappointed in the uh, post time favorite, which was a first time in the country Chad Brown runner named Etoile, who had a big reputation coming in, never really got going. Uh, I I think the division.
2: It's a typical Chad Brown. I think, yeah, and Michelle,
1: I think this division is a little bit weak right now. Uh, You know, uh, the mucho unusual was there it's kind of the usual suspects
2: unusual so i was hoping that she ran a little better i mean she ran third but like i would i would love to see her win i was actually devastated by the scratch of ollie's candy i thought thought she she was gonna run a bang up race i did
1: too i thought she was a cinch in there and it's too bad we didn't get to see her but i believe she's being pointed for a dirt stake in the next couple of weeks so there's nothing uh nothing wrong with Ollie's candy. i do
2: have to give a little bit of a shout out too to the keeper of the stars breeders who's um Olin Gentry, Omar Trevino, and Anthony Coppola, who uh, I played polo with Omar and Tony. Uh there you go. Tony owns the Taqueria down in South Florida, and his son Matt plays polo, so I played with them up in New York a little bit. Can we see um, some pictures? Omar. Do you
1: have pictures of you doing the polo thing? Oh, yeah. Can we yeah. put that on Twitter?
2: If I yeah, sure. I'll At Own
1: a Horse. It. Who, I mean, I know there are listeners out there that are like, yeah, we want to see Michelle playing polo. Let's do that.
2: Hardly. You'll hardly recognize me. I was so skinny back then.
1: Well, Michelle, it was you've, had, you've had two children. I mean, this, these things happen. And I'm and Michelle, lazy and I drink too much. And you also do another thing very long that a lot of people don't do. What? Well, you know, with your kids. You 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 know.
2: Oh. Yeah. Oh oh well, breastfeeding is great for your kids, Billy.
1: Yeah, it's great for. I listen. I don't. But you've done it for a very long time. You've probably done it for the last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get to the other races because there was another grade one on the same day. And that was won by Chad Brown. Shocker. Uh, Raging Bull Peter Brandt owned. And he was a specimen and he won so easily. Geared down Joel Rosario. And uh, Michelle, what did you think of the grade one Shoemaker Mile?
2: So I tried to beat him in the Shoemaker Mile. That's just Um, silly. I I did use the other Chad Brown.
1: Who had Um, a nightmare trip.
2: Who had a nightmare? And that he was, was without, just an,
1: without. Parole. He was an
2: absolute pill. I mean, the minute he walked into the paddock, he was naughty. Not happy. He had lost his bridle. He was hooting and hollering. So like he just didn't have his mind on the job. Um, I was a little disappointed in Preakness winner War of Will, who didn't. But did you get like War of Will I going in? I envisioned for him. What
1: what trip did you envision? Because I I did, I threw him out. I did not like. Did you? Well. Yeah, I did well, not like. Well, I went like back
2: and watched his last turf work, which is like in April, and he just like gets over the ground really well. I just don't think I he's just... good enough, though. Oh well, like, obviously he is. He isn't. But he was like bottled up on the inside but the whole time. He wanted to like run, and he was being like fought back, fought back, fought back. And then obviously he had like nothing left to give. So, in I mean, just me, if I was on. Well,
1: we. This is you. Well, you're allowed I to talk. Have... This is your show.
2: Well, I would have, I would have let him go. He wanted to run. I would have let him go. Isn't Marquez that funny? Got this horse fit huh? Isn't that funny He's, that like running up on horses' heels? I'm rewatching the race right now, right? So like right after they turn onto the backside, he wants to go. He's got some pl- pressure from the outside from Blitzkrieg, and there's the two horses up front, and his mouth is wide open, and Flavian's like telling him, "Stay back, stay back." At this point, instead of checking him five times down the backside, I would have said, "All right, let's find some room and let's go. You want to get up there? Let's do it."
1: isn't it funny how many times in races have you say have you said out loud just let the horse run yeah oh my. just let the horse run
2: life actually velez rode a craig lewis horse this week brickyard ride oh gosh 43 and change they go down the backside, and velez is like
1: yeah he opened up like 10 lengths
2: and you know what velez does he just looks around, like cool let's keep going this fast and then he starts to encourage him when they turn for home i'm like uh yes please
1: yes that's how you run
2: speed horse yeah
1: let him run that we should name a horse let him run let it ride remember that movie okay that was the shoemaker we talked about the grade one gamely uh michelle what else what am i missing
2: um there was the now hold on i have to get back to my results the monrovia jolie olympica
1: jolie olympica Which
2: i needed steal the diamonds so badly. I mean, I used Jolie Olympia. Oh, I really want to steal the diamonds for my ticket to pay more.
1: Right. And yeah, you and hit a couple of pick fives over the weekend. Good for you. Um, Jolie Olympia fives, yeah. owned by Fox Hill farms, Rick Porter trained by Richard Mandela. And, um, she has been impressive in all three of her U S starts, uh, but most impressive in these, um, sprints, Uh, and you know, I still think she can get a mile and I think you'll probably see her down at Del Mar in, in, well, and you
2: know, I mean, now I'm getting nosed out by Keeper of the Stars and her last out doesn't look that bad.
1: No, it doesn't look that bad at all. So congratulations. Um, excellent run by the second place finisher in that race who, uh, was Rosario'd.
2: Alexandra. Yeah. She came late. I think that she (laughs) just needs a tiny bit more ground. I, Uh, I call that
1: being Rosario'd.
2: One of the most impressive races of the weekend in my opinion was the Matt Win over at Churchill Downs where Maxfield made his return to the races.
1: He comes Did with you a, watch that he, he's a Godolphin uh um owned and uh trained by um Brandon oh, Walsh. oh, Brendan Walsh. I, I just totally blanked there. Um, I, I did watch that race, and it was impressive. Maxfield's one of these horses that was a very, very highly touted two-year-old, came with a big reputation, was injured before the Breeders' Cup, and he, you know, now that we know Nadal is not running, uh, we don't know what's going on with Charlatan. Uh, he may be shortened up and and running the Woody Stevens instead of the Belmont. Well, that,
2: they were talking about that because he didn't want to run two in the Belmont, but now right. without having Nadal, we I don't
1: mean, know. But um, uh, back to Maxfield, Uh, I thought it was really impressive. To be perfectly frank, I thought he was done at about the three ace pole. Mm -hmm. I just thought he wasn't running. I thought he was, you know, he just looked like he was kind of going up and down. And then, man, inside the last eighth of a mile, he really extended his stride and kicked clear in an impressive effort. And he has to be one that you're thinking about for the derby which is over the same well, he track, gets a obviously second
2: chance too at the Derby, it's right? A, it's like,
1: a really, yeah. Good for him. Good for the, good for the connections. Good they, uh, they deserve a Derby at some point in this, uh, in their long and storied career of horse racing. And, uh, I think he's, I think he's a really, really nice horse and there's a lot of hype behind him too.
2: Fun fact, uh, when Spencer was born, we couldn't decide on names for him. So we, his name was either going to be Maxfield No shit. This is before Maxfield even started. Wow. Or Ryan really wanted to name him Rig, which is a terrible name.
1: Rig, like a like a truck rig.
2: Yep, yep, yep. And then or Spencer James. And we were like, we had to stay in the hospital for three days because we couldn't name him, and they don't let you leave until you name him. We were like like walking up and down the halls. Oh, we were. We just couldn't make a decision. Like we were just walking up and down the halls, like asking people. We had like a poll (laughs) going on our door, like any nurse that came in, like we asked their opinion. What was the rig?
1: I don't understand, like Riggins, like from Friday no. Night Lights.
2: Uh, yeah, right. Yes, he loves that movie, but no, just Rig, Rig.
1: Oh, that was the TV show. Was Riggins? Um Whatever. Same Okay, shit. and day. he went for Spencer James. Yeah,
2: but Maxfield was one of his. Is Maxfield like a Max family
1: Field. name or?
2: No, so um, actually, I had loved the name Field for him, and it's my friend's middle name is Field, and I just thought that would be super cool. And then when he was born, he did not look like a James, which was his original name. He didn't look like a field, right? But he looked to me like a Max, and I was like, "What if we just call Max him Max?" A cool field? Name. Max
1: is a yeah, cool, man. Max is yeah, but name. that's
2: how he looked as a baby to me. Right. Like we had a name all picked out, and then he looked different, so we had to like think of something new.
1: So Spencer, what do you call him? Do you call him Spence?
2: I call him Spencer James. Oh,
1: Spencer James. Okay.
2: I call him my sweetie boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, people have just turned off the show for sure. I know, right? I know okay, so true. what else we got? We got Maxfield. We got. Uh, we spoke about <laughs> uh, Raging Bull. United in the uh, Charles Whittingham. That was a really, really fun race to watch. Uh, LNJ Foxwoods, uh, Richard Mandela, United had finished second in the Breeders' Cup, had traveled over to Dubai before the pandemic hit, and then those races were canceled, traveled back, and uh, kind of a heady ride by Flavian Pratt because the pace was very slow, and he had United right on the pace, Mm -hmm. and then just kind of rebroke inside the the eighth pole and held off... um, uh the Chad Brown charge and uh originaire, and, and originaire and rock, emperor. rock emperor and there was a DQ because for whatever reason Irad Ortiz like just slammed into Originaire at the top of the stretch, which was kind of odd. Uh I thought, was that race riding, Michelle, or just what was that?
2: I have no idea.
1: Michelle, you're supposed to know these things. You're the <laughs> expert. You're the expert. But anyway, I, don't know. I mean...
2: Originaire is going to get a big one one of these days. Though. Oh, he's he, a really he nice... He's running so good. He's
1: a nice little horse, and I actually bet him that day, so I'm a little uh, perturbed. But, so did um, I,
3: actually.
2: But
1: United, give him credit. He did what he had to do, and it'll be interesting. I read an article that he's probably going back east, which is... Uh, oh, so yeah? I figured he would be someone for, like, the Del Mar Handicap, but maybe he comes back for that race at the end mm, of Maybe Del he Mar. goes and
2: does, like, the sword dancer and yeah. stuff at...
1: Yeah, or the or they the have, well, they had the man the
2: They had the They had the man. The Manhattan, the manor, and the sword dancer, all like at a mile and a quarter, mile and a half.
1: Sure, but no one really knows the schedule of these things. So um, with this right. uh, crazy pandemic, that well, I've... Naira's
2: supposed to have their book out soon, right?
1: Yeah, it is out.
2: Oh, it is out. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well. Okay,
2: um, okay. then, oh, the last the last stake was the Daytona. Wildman Jack, who set a record in Dubai and became the first u s. based horse to win a turf race in Dubai, came on and won a turf sprint at Santa Anita. Yeah. WC, job,
1: WC racing, Doug O'Neill. Those are good, good owners. Um, mm-hmm. and uh wild man, Jack got the job done barely. That was another really, that really was a good cool race. race. We had some good racing this weekend. You know, I thought was actually best in there was the other O'Neill that was coming up the inside with no room. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and Stubbins. He, Stubbins, he, he was a good, like third or fourth in the breeders cup turf sprint. And I mm-hmm. think he's a horse that you will hear a lot of, uh, this year. So, um, great weekend of racing. Um, we have some big races coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. This weekend's probably a little quiet, but then it picks up again once Belmont starts on June 6th. I know the grade one Carter is that day. Uh, and uh, there's some big races out here at Santa Anita as well.
2: Yeah, we have the Santa Anita Derby, the Gold Cup, the Oaks, the Cinema, the Crystal Water, the Franz Valentine, the Desert Code, the Triple Bend.
1: Wow. I mean, that's <laughs> a that monster, monster And then this weekend,
2: we still have a couple of stakes. We've do we got have? the Honeymoon and the Santa Maria
1: went to church, praying Santa Maria. You know what that's from?
2: No. Of course line. Mm. Yeah. How do you like that? I'm very impressed, Billy, that you know that.
1: Well, Michelle, the good news is Del Mar's opening, um, July 10th. We talked about that. So we're going to go down and hopefully you'll be down there and we can do our show there. Thanks to, uh, Tom and Debbie Stull who came on today from Tommy town thoroughbreds. Congratulations. One more time to them with their grade one gamely win with keeper of the stars. Hopefully we'll see her this summer at Del Mar. Uh, thanks to Santa Anita, who has finally allowed owners to be back in. I will be at the track tomorrow at 6.30 a.m. to watch a couple workers. Uh, Michelle is doing nine different television shows, as I mentioned. What else do you have this weekend? What are you doing <laughs> this weekend? Fox, TVG, nope, what nope, do you do? No,
2: actually, I'm only back, just, just back to Santa Anita.
1: Now, what happens when uh, Tom Quigley comes in and, like, does his pick six? Is that just your break? Because I don't like when you leave.
2: Oh, that's so nice of you. But I'm I am like not a Pick Six player, and so I am just not as helpful as someone like Tom is because he is like an expert on, um, you know what the pools are gonna be like and what to expect and how the trends are. And
1: can I make know, a suggestion he, to you? Yeah. Because everything is advertising nowadays, and as mm-hmm. I've given you full props to go get advertising for this show, if you'd like. Um. But you have I want Run
2: Happy to start sponsoring this show. I know,
1: but listen to me. You you put out a um a card every day with your pick five and pick yes. four. You right. should be printing those on a nicer piece of paper rather than your writing and have a little advertising on it. Like why don't you call someone and say who would like to sponsor this? And maybe it's even, you know, a couple hundred bucks, whoever what it is, and you Aww. could you could get uh, a sponsor for that. Because I'm sure a lot of people see that.
2: That, yeah, they do. Well, I mean, I technically I put them out for Santa Anita, so I don't. Does San Anita like are they technically my sponsor?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) Well, maybe
2: because I do put them out for them. I mean,
1: yeah, you're right. I should have thought of that. I apologize. To anybody listening, let's just cut that whole part out of the show. Because but you know,
2: I could uh, brand it with Santa Anita stuff. Yeah, they would be very happy with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. Okay. Thanks to Santa Anita uh, for uh, sponsoring. Thanks for TaylorMade. Thanks to Del Mar. We're excited to get back to you. And Michelle, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful uh, weekend. And say hi to Spencer and Olive and your husband, Ryan.
2: Oh, will do. Thanks, Billy.
1: All right, kid. Thanks everybody okay. for listening. We'll be back again next week, and hopefully we'll have another great owner here on the horse ownership experience. We appreciate everybody who listens, downloads. Uh, follow us at own a horse, at BKLRF, at the Michelle U on Twitter. If you have any questions about horse racing, email them to me, Billy at LittleRedfeather.com. We hope that uh somebody out there is inspired to get into racehorse ownership, even during this crazy time in our lives, which I have now confessed is over. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you soon.
0: Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two year old Colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces. He's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor made stallion. Call today to book.